he, he speak to me. He said, do you want like to stay? Because I live in, I'm living inside the, the, the school. He have his home inside the school. So I went back home and I say to my mom, you know, he offered that. And my mom was like, not sure about it at the beginning, because even when I tell her, I would speak later about it. She, she said, I knew it. And she was like, are you sure? Can you trust this man? I was like, yeah, he, he seemed nice, mom. So that head teacher at the beginning, everything was perfect. He was uh, cooking for me in the evening. He was letting me play his Nintendo. He had the Nintendo at the time. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, I don't need to go back home on the weekend and uh, I just stay here. And uh... Then every night I was in my bed and uh, every time he was coming, you know, in my room. And I was the first time I was like, maybe, you know, just say, come to say goodnight. But he was, uh, I was sleeping and I was feeling a hand on my body. And I was like, oh, what's going on, you know? Then he was trying to touch me, but I was like holding his hand. So it was like a fight for, for 10 minutes. Uh, and I was still couldn't understand. I was 13, but you know, I, I didn't have any uh, sexual relation even with uh, any girls at that time. So for me, it was everything was new. I was like, what's, what's going on, you know? Um, we fight many times and he didn't succeed. And he was, you know, now when I have those images in my head, I could hear him trying to touch me and touching himself at the same time next to the bed, you know. Then he was leaving. And every time I was like, oh, it's gone. So he started to become a ritual. Every time I go to bed, he's coming. The same things, fight, everything, fight, fight. And uh, one day, you know, I was even attaching my pyjama with my laces like i remember yeah shoelaces because to make sure like he can't put it down and uh to be fair you know he was trying like on the top of my clothes but fighting so so one day he did he put my pants down and he put uh, my penis in his mouth and i was just like terrorized i remember i was ju I, i just freeze you know i knock his head but i and after i just freeze i, I couldn't I didn't understand what's going on. Then he left. Then I wake up. I can't even remember what's happened because, you know, those things, you just like erase them from your memory. So I back to school. I think in school I was thinking about what's, what's happened. It's like something normal. Then, then I went home. I said, mom, I don't want to sleep anymore to that head teacher. She said, why? I said, no, I just don't want. I never tell her the reason until now. So after that, I, I live all my life with that. From the street, you know, you come back, you like, imagine you tell that to one of your friends. You're gonna say, you know, you're weak, all of those stuff. So even for me, when I had my first sexual relation, it, it was weird because I had this man in my head. You know, and this, I never told that to anyone. So I was like massively traumatized. Then actually, because all of that, I back to my school where I grew up in the street and I stopped even going to that school. Even like people were like, but you're so good at football. Why? I said, I don't need it. I will keep training on my own on the street. You know, I don't want to be in that school anymore. Patrice ever didn't address 
the sexual abuse that he went through when he was a child until he actually retired from football. And so he would run away from all that abuse, emotional and sexual, back at home by his relatives. Then he would get into the football pitch, he would train. And looking at his career, even on Wikipedia, he played for Monza, that's in Italy. He went back to France and played for Nice, he played for Monaco, which he did really well. That's a football club in France. And then in 2006, after doing very well in France, he moved to England to play for Manchester United and famously for Sir Alex Ferguson, who until today, of course, is one of the greatest managers. He played for eight years where he won everything that was ahead of him to win. Childhood trauma could get him to become the best in what he did. And the most painful thing is that he was the best and he just didn't enjoy being the best and he didn't really enjoy the moments when he was playing football until when he's retired. And in football or in sports, as you know, there's no going back once you're retired. Your body can't do it anymore. So there's no going back to can I relieve or retake all my career? There's just none of that. So once it's gone, it's just gone. So for this case, we'll have to pin sexual abuse and emotional abuse from a childhood that would leave somebody for 10 or 15 years just functioning in dysfunction, as I always call it. The second one, again on the diary of a CEO, is one of the latest episodes which was really painful and heartbreaking to watch because I really watch it on YouTube and that's the story of Macy Williams. She famously played the role of Arya Stark in the first season and then went on to play that character for the rest of the show. Game of Thrones of course as you remember was at its prime or during its run on TV the number one TV show around the world. Macy Williams out of that viewership would go on to be one of the most famous actors in the entire world. But when Macy showed up on the Diary of a CEO, the whole episode was her opening up on stuff she never opened up before. And it involved her just shedding tears here and there. As I mentioned, it was really heartbreaking and painful to watch, but she had a really great and probably the best episode of that podcast, which I've been listening to for some time now. She opened up on her traumatic relationship with her father, which really consumed her childhood. As like a young child before the age of like eight, um, had quite a traumatic like relationship with my dad. And I don't really want to go into it too much Fine. because it affects my siblings and my sure. whole family. Um, but like that really consumed a lot of my childhood. And of course, Macy would keep all this to herself and she would go on with her normal life. She'd even go on and start playing Arya Stark on Game of Thrones. But deep down, there were so many layers of darkness that needed to be resolved, that needed to be unveiled or put up. But I guess one of the best things I had from this podcast episode was when she said, she said that her teacher was asking the right questions. She said, I had so many people who loved and cared about me so much, but never been asked the right questions where I could really say what was wrong. And in psychology or mental health, again, we say she's been covering up all her trauma. And it's just not her fault. Same to Patrice Evra. You'll notice that both cases have one thing. They are trying so hard right now to deal with things that happened to them for Macy when she was eight years old. That's 17 years later. 
Patrice Evra when he was 11 years old or 9 years old or 10 years old. Patrice Evra is now 37, 38, is retired. He is now starting a new journey as a retired football player and looking for ways to continue with being a coach and all of that. And Patrice and Macy represent just most of us 